Warning, this podcast contains mature themes, coarse language, and hella spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Sometimes the scariest thing about shopping is the monsters you meet along the way. We're going shopping today on Love and Horror. And we are in the studio with a special guest today. Our friend Jessie is sitting in, uh, listening to us. She's been mentioned many a time. She might have something to say later. Um, And if she doesn't, I'll just cut this out. But if you're hearing it now... (laughs) she has something to say later and i like how i say the studio not my fucking living room where i'm sitting here with my jammies on and i'm only one step up from jammies yes you do have your cool abbey road shirt on that we bought on abbey road we bought well you were with me we pulled our money and we bought it for you (laughs) you're welcome you were very concerned because i didn't even hold it up to look at the size and i'm like this is just the biggest it comes in it's gonna work whether it works or not i was also concerned that you had um a white shirt and it's like i know you yeah. I'm afraid for you. You're drinking coffee right now. I know. I had that exact thought. This I wore it yesterday, but I wore it under a sweater because technically, like, it doesn't fit into business uh, casual. So yeah. I, I wore it under a sweater and you could just see, like, a little peak of the oh, graffiti okay. under my gray sweater. So it yeah. actually worked very well. But. Oh, it is the graffiti from the road. Yeah, the yeah. road. Oh, sweet. I just um, thought it was, like, a weird design. Nope. It's the graffiti. Cool. Oh, um, fancy. So yeah, so technically I wore it yesterday, but this is the first day I've worn it like exposed where I'm exposed. able to calamity Laura all over it. So we'll see. how. I can get you a bib if you like. <laughs> you <need laughs> no, one. I should be okay. Okay, that's fair. Famous last words. Right? Yeah. So how was your week? Um, It was good. I have another cat at my house right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Hazel loves that. Oh, I bet. She just loves that for us. <laughs> they are, they are getting better with each other so it's, it's always progress. an adjustment progress that's yeah. right uh how hopefully hopefully, yeah. hopefully they'll be bffs eventually hopefully, but even if they're yeah. just like tolerate each other's presence that yeah i'm i'm right now i'm hoping for like i keep saying we're bros we have to be bros <laughs> um and bros don't fight each other and if they could just like tolerate each other and not like hiss at each other when they're in the same room I, 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 that's that really all I want right yeah. now. So um, we'll see. So usually you can hear Hazel's bell in the background here. Yeah. Today you're maybe going to hear Trixie go into town with a little pom pom right? toy, Just, like, scram over the place. Around. Yeah, she's you're a very welcome. dainty little kitty, but she is. Uh, she sounds like a herd of elephants. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. My week was was interesting. Work was chaos as usual, well, and you know, that's that's what work is. Yeah. I had like a full on anxiety attack, can't go to work one day just because yeah. everything was awful and I hate took, that. A, took a little mental health day, that's, we'll say. That's very necessary. Yeah. I don't do that nearly enough. It, you know what, really? Like, I can't recommend it enough if you have the like, the ability to, not everybody has sick yeah. days and stuff, yeah. That, but yeah, if it, if you've, like a mental health day is just as important as a like I have the flu day Absolutely. sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. Um, 
you know, even with my my reps, I totally if they if they're like, I just can't be here. I just can't got person sick. today. Yeah, I can't person right. today. Yeah, I mean. If it's every day, it might become a problem. Yeah. But like, yeah. if it's every Friday, <laughs> yeah, every every Monday after a long weekend, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, yes, I am a fan of the mental health day because honestly, it did make such a difference for me. Like, I was so refreshed by the next yeah, day, even though sure. chaos and and shit was still going on at work. I was so much more ready to tackle it. For yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I am bad for not taking enough sick days. Yeah. Like I work from home. So it's like I have to be like dying yeah. to take a sick day because when I worked in the office, I would just always go to work and yeah, you know, yeah. in the before times, like before times. I work from home. I got COVID in December. I took one fucking day. Yeah. Like I should have milked the shit out totally of that. Totally should have. We, um... So my team worked from home for like a year and a half through all this. And that was something that we actually had to really like remind the team lots because they would feel like if we were in the office, I'd, I'd be calling out a sick yeah. day, but like I'm home so I can, I can tough through it today. And yeah. I, I would tell them like, if you'd be sick enough to call in sick, if you had to go yes. into the office, you're sick enough to yeah. take a sick day yeah. and just take the day and rest and feel mm-hmm. better. Like you don't have to force it but i know a lot of people are not in work environments that are yeah that, i mean there's, there's uh, understanding plenty of people. yeah there's plenty of people who are like my boss doesn't give a shit yeah if my hair is on fire i have to be in the office yeah he asked me day. to work till noon the day of my funeral yeah pretty much pretty much which being on the freedom 95 plan is going to be the case anyway right yeah, yeah. exactly so well, speaking of super rad workplaces, um, we do have a movie that has a super rad workplace. A super something workplace. It's, it's something. Um, maybe rad isn't the word. Maybe it <laughs> rhymes with it. Maybe it's bad. I don't know. Uh, we're talking about capitalism and consumerism. consumerism and shopping and all those things today. I mean, which is maybe the right topic for me because I am totally guilty of like over consuming i i love to shop yeah i try to i try to curtail it but i don't shop like the people in this movie that's for sure just getting like a nice new little shiny thing just makes my magpie heart so happy right look at this little shiny thing i got i have a treasure treasure so yeah so for our consumerism capitalism shopping extravaganza, extravaganza i made you watch The Devil Wears Prada. Indeed. Did you know anything about it before you watched it? Um, I think I had a good idea of, like, there was a kind of a fish-out-of-water kind of thing, and Glenn Close played this sort of dragon lady editor. Meryl Streep. F- I get fucking Meryl <laughs> Streep and Glenn Close mixed up all the goddamn time. To me, they're the same person. <laughs> Does anyone else... Like, is that a thing? You know what? I, I've never heard that as a thing, but I... They don't look anything alike to me, but I can understand the conflation between the two because they are both very... They've been around for a long time. They've both... They've played some similar similar roles, and they are both so, like, versatile in what yeah, they play. Like, yeah. yeah, everything could be a... Could be a Glenn Close or a Meryl Streep. Yes. Um... When I think of Meryl Streep, this is, like, the most ridiculous thing, but sometimes on Instagram reels, I get sucked into, like, watching a certain kind of reel that it's like, I don't even give a shit about this, but now Instagram thinks I do. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'll just, I get stuck in this, like, K-hole of interviews with 
Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, and yeah. I just, and it's like, she's so quirky and relatable. So they just, like, have all these TikTok or not TikToks, maybe TikToks, but I watch them as reels on right. Instagram. Yeah. And she was telling a story about how it was her and a couple, a few other actors on set with Meryl Streep. And so they were calling her the goat because she's right. the greatest of all time. And uh, Meryl Streep wasn't familiar with that phrase. She sh- so they were like, hey, get the goat in here. Like, we gotta, you know, we gotta, we gotta. <laughs> I can see a where scene. This is And she was like, okay, the old goat is just coming along. And, and Jennifer Lawrence was like, we're not calling you an old goat. You're the goat. She's like, oh, I never heard that before. I just thought you were calling me an old goat. I love that like, she was just like okay with it right? too. Jennifer Lawrence is like, oh my god, no. Um, okay, I'm going to sidebar before we even start talking about the movie I, now. I've because, already sidebarred us, right? So, you know, well, it's welcome. what we do. Yeah. Um, so when I turned 19, nope, 20 maybe. Anyway, when I was a young adult, yeah. I had a birthday party. I was um, still living at my. Or I was like living at my parents' house again for, like, a Uh, short time or something. Anyway, I was at my parents' house, and I had just, like, a barbecue with all these, like, drinking buddy friends that I had at the time. You sound like you're, like, a 45-year-old fisherman. My my drinking buddies. Okay, that's fair. Well, you do sing a lot of sea shanties, so I'll give you that. (laughs) There once was a ship that... (laughs) Um... Oh, I've fallen right off the rails. Okay, so anyway, I had this birthday party, and my boyfriend at the time had this, like, real, like, stoner weirdo friend who, like, he was, he was a really good-looking guy, but he was this dopey, dopey stoner, and he was such a contradiction in, like, you would look at him and think that he listened to, like, nothing but, like, metal or rap or something, but he started talking to my dad about, like, stan rogers and oh. <laughs> like all this old-timey music yeah and so he and my dad were like bonding about this they yeah. went downstairs and like to the record collection and oh, were wow. yeah he hung out with my dad the whole party and uh then the next time i saw this friend he said you should tell your dad he's the shit so the next time i saw my dad i told him Jeff wants you to know that you're the shit. And he's like, I don't care about what some young punk thinks of me. And I'm like, no, no, dad. It's a good thing. Yeah, it means yeah, you're right. awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm the shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cute. Oh, that's awesome. Anyway, uh, anything else you knew? Well, yeah, uh, yeah I, I cut you off before. <laughs> no, I mean, then I cut myself off and whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's Meryl Streep being a kind of a dragon lady editor Anne Hathaway is a fish out of water, and she's like, I don't fashion. I don't know how this works. <laughs> I don't so, know how to fashion. Yeah. I mean, same. Well, I will give you some of the okay. info. Uh, so it was released in 2006, uh, based on a novel of the same name by Lauren Weisgerber, directed by David Frankel, and it stars Anne Hathaway, Meryl Streep, Stanley Tucci, and Emily Blunt. So The Devil Wears Prada had a budget of $35 million and grossed uh, $326 million. The movie spent more than a million dollars just on the fashion. Oh, I bet. So it had a... It was like one of the highest fashion budgets yeah. ever in a movie. Uh, it has a Rotten Tomato score of 75% with 76% audience. That's maybe the closest of the, like, critic yeah, to the yeah. audience that I've seen. Meta score of 62 with a 7.5 user. Um, I don't have a ton of reviews for it. it it's It's a fairly, like benign movie yeah. like it you know people liked it nobody had really strong feelings yeah. about it but 
The New York Post said, if you can tell the difference between a mule and a pump, attendance at the Devil Wears Prada is mandatory. You might have to reach back to Funny Face to find a fashion movie so on trend. I've never seen Funny Face. Oh my God. The look on your face, I'm going to say that you just put pieces together. Yes. I was like, it is the funny face of the 21st century. (laughs) Holy shit. Yes. Yeah. I've never seen it. It's so good. Uh, some t- and then, I don't know where this one was from, but it says, Sometimes actors get parts so rich that they almost can't help but make meals of them. Mm-hmm. Playing a frosty, high-powered editor in The Devil Wears Prada, Meryl Streep turns the role into a four-course dinner and shows up with her own dessert. But it's hard to care about what's going on whenever she's off-screen. Mm. Uh, Ebert gave it two stars, but there wasn't any, like, sound bites to take out oh, of it. Oh, yeah, it was just a- yeah. Just what? like, I'm a commercial old man. I don't like this. Two stars. Well, two stars is fairly middle of the road. I mean, I think yeah, it was he does just only a, give four yeah. stars, so, yeah. Um. So, why don't you tell me what it was about? Okay. Well, The Devil Wears Prada is about Andy, played by Anne Hathaway, who is a recent journalism grad on the hunt for a job in New York City. After getting only two callbacks, she goes to work at Runway Magazine, the movie's answer to Vogue. There, she'll be working with the notorious Anna Wintour-inspired Miranda. A typical fish-out-of-water tale, as Andy falls deeper into the world of high fashion, the further from her down-to-earth friends she feels. She breaks up with her boyfriend, heads to Paris for Fashion Week, and sleeps with the charismatic writer she keeps bumping into. After witnessing a few ruthless business deals, Andy realizes that the cutthroat world of high fashion is not for her. She quits her job, interviews at a newspaper where she ends up getting hired after the editor receives a fax recommendation from Miranda. All right, I'm going to give you one fact before we start into your review. So you already mentioned in your synopsis that uh, the Meryl Streep's character is a take on Anna Wintour. Yeah. There was actually a fear of legendary Vogue editor Anna Wintour, uh, which cast a shadow over the production, and the studio went out to multiple designers who all refused to appear in the film. Only only Valentino Garavani, who had designed the black gown Meryl Streep wears in the museum benefit scene, chose to make an appearance, and one prominent supermodel, Giselle Bündchen, signed on for a small role. Yeah. So, like, they wanted to get, like cameos by all yeah, the actual yeah. designers and yeah. stuff and everybody was too worried about being like blackballed by Anna Wintour to actually appear fuck Anna Wintour you're just fucking one lady seriously <laughs> seriously um I did find it interesting before we even get going that there was no Prada in this movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Valentino played a big like part in this movie and there was um oh what was the other one there was another big label, but I was like, there's no Prada. Where's the Prada? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. So watching the movie, of course, I was, uh, I could kind of see where this movie was going from like the first scene. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, there was no mystery here. <laughs> yeah. Like y- you see the opening, the opening scene and like Anne Hathaway's getting ready. Then like all the other girls from the office are like getting ready for the morning and It's like Anne Hathaway is not like other girls, but they're non-sexy panties and minimal makeup. Yes, definitely. This is definitely an I'm not like other girls movie. Yeah. But then I was like, Anne Hathaway plays Anne Hathaway? Yeah, yeah. Because I couldn't think of a single movie that she's been in other than The Princess Diaries? Yeah. And she basically just plays like, I don't know how to be a princess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know what? Actually, there's a lot of similarities like, I, I don't know, I think I've maybe seen The Princess Diaries once, and only the first one. 
and I don't remember a lot about it, but I know like in this movie there's a makeover montage scene and there's one in that and so there's a lot of similarities that people will draw to it but i don't really yeah have anything to say about that yeah it it is a thing that's in the zeitgeist yeah i had never like seen the princess diaries just uh, try to contain your shock there (laughs) what (laughs) um but yeah just from like what i know of it it's like this seems like this is just what anne hathaway does i can't think of a single other movie she's been in though oh uh, there's oh we have a hand up Oh she's yeah, a, she was. Oh, okay. uh, oh yeah, she's she was Fantine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, a little bit different. Um, I watched a movie with her in it that she plays like an alcoholic fuck up sister of like the bride who's getting married, and it's oh, all about really? like the. It was really like it was like an indie movie kind of thing, but okay. it was really interesting. Uh, she's been in a few others that I can think of that like well. I don't know. Maybe she's had a little bit more variety. There was a movie that she was in that was about she was sick with some like terminal disease and mm. fell in love. And so it's like this. She's trying to not let this guy get mm. too close. And but, you know, love is love and whatever. Um, but I can't remember what that one's called either. She was in one that it was very fluffy with uh, Kate Hudson, where they're like, best friends but then they're trying to book their weddings at the same time oh, and yeah, they yeah, okay. can only get the yeah like, they're, they're fighting over the venue and all this i'm, I'm familiar i haven't seen that but i'm bride familiar wars with that or something like that maybe sure, anyway yeah sure. but uh, i have i've definitely seen a handful of things that she's in but um but her personality is always very much yeah know. yeah so continuing in that scene, then it's like she eats carbs for breakfast <gasps> what? and she takes the subway, not a taxi. Yes, she's a real everyman woman. <laughs> um, so the first time uh, Meryl Streep shows up on screen, I'm just like, I hate Miranda so much. I oh, she's get awful. That that's the point. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, totally it. the point. Just but, hate her so much. It's such um, a it's such a like a toxic workplace. So. Um, on the first day of filming, Meryl Streep told Anne Hathaway, I think you're the perfect for the role. I'm so happy we're going to be working together. And then she paused and followed up with, and that's the last nice thing I'll say to you. Oh, and it was. Yeah. So she was like awful. To- <laughs> Super method. I, well, I don't know that she was method with like everybody, but like the relationship between her and Anne Hathaway. She yeah. was, I don't know that she was outwardly like mean to her, but uh-huh. she was not. They they didn't talk. They didn't chit chat. There was no mm. warmth or friendliness. Yeah. Wow. Um, I did notice throughout this movie that I don't know if it's... Was this rated PG-13? I'm not sure. So I don't know if it was the rating or if it's just the way Andy is supposed to be. But I hear, oh, shoot, a lot. And it's like, you can say shit. It's free and totally legal. PG. Oh, PG. That explains it. Yes. Because I think you're only allowed, like, one One. shit. Yeah. And then PG-13, you're allowed one fuck. Right, yes. So, um, okay, that explains it. Because I was just like, what, like, it, like, when they take the swearing out, to me it's so noticeable. Yeah, like you could just, you, you could write it differently to not be just a substitute for a swear. Yeah, and, yeah. and it wouldn't be quite so obvious. Yeah. I totally But yeah, agree. It's, it's like when anything, like when you try to like censor something, it's like if you just let this happen, no one would even bat an eye except for like, uptight right-wing christians or something yeah but like you know the fact that you have to like sub it in for something else yeah stands out like a sore thumb so i noticed that like all throughout this movie like oh shoot shoot blah 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 it's like "Mm, (laughs) i see what you're doing there and i don't approve 
Um, so, uh, Miranda just for like the entire movie is just like rolling her eyes. Like, I don't know why it's so hard for people to just do this thing or just have my car in front of me when I need it. Yeah. Know what this, you know, chair I wanted to buy at this store was that I saw. Or just cancel a hurricane. Right. And it's like, why is it so hard for people to do exactly what I want when I don't specify what I want? Right. But, um, being an assistant sounds like the worst kind of existence like being an assistant to miranda is like extra crispy the worst extra crispy. the worst like experience but just a regular assistant is just like, still a yeah. slave. just feels very degrading it does yeah it's like i am here to like assist you with your office work why am i running across town to order you a fucking steak to, that you're not gonna that eat. you're not gonna eat like oh i don't want that it's like you dumb cunt sit down and eat it <laughs> now and then I I was just extra mad that then when she doesn't eat it, she like throws it in the sink. Right. And I'm like, that was a beautiful looking steak. You sit down and eat that motherfucker. So one time I was an assistant to a promoter. Yeah. Come, come sit here. And uh, he made me run across the street and get Starbucks. Yeah. Come sit here. I was like, like really? Actually, I, this is what we're doing? Yeah. We got There's, some... There's a show here. I could be doing the merch, or I could be, you know, yeah. like doing all kinds of other things. But Starbucks, okay. Yeah. And oh, in, like in the middle of the winter. Like, like a show, like at the Exchange or whatever. It was in Saskatoon. It was for like Log Nation or something. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Get your own fucking Starbucks. Yeah. Well, they just yeah. My, my just a little gopher, right? Oh, um, um. Oh, and in like in the in the circumstance in this movie where it's like she's taken this job because it will help her get a job in publishing. Yes. What does anything that she's doing have anything to do with publishing? Like, yeah, I don't understand why she took that job honestly because an assistant isn't a writer. Yeah, and and doesn't have anything to do with any aspect of the writing. Like, yeah, like if I if I worked. At, like, a publication, and because they always say, like, if you can, like, withstand this place for a year, you can work at any magazine right. you want. And it's like, but why? Yeah. Like, if I was, like, a newspaper editor or whatever, I'd be like, oh, you were an assistant for a year. I bet that means you can write really well. You get yeah. the job. I bet you that means you can carry a coffee tray. Right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Anywho, sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, that was just, like, yeah, just the worst. So then Miranda thinks that she is complimenting Andy by calling her a smart fat girl. Right. And it's like, and then Stanley Tucci even later says like, you're a size six, the samples are a size four. And it's like, can we not? Right. Yeah. Just, like, like, in like what it's, world it's is Anne enough, Hathaway fat? It's bad enough that Bridget Jones is fat. Right. But like Anne Hathaway, are you kidding me? Um, And actually, so there's a scene in the movie where, where Stanley Tucci towards the end mentions that, uh her size six and she clinks her champagne glass and says four and she actually did go from a six to a four in real life during the shooting of the movie yeah Yeah, that scene was so gross it was like size four oh good for you that's so great and it's like one of us so i kind of like for a while didn't really have any notes i was just kind of like watching it Mm -hmm. just kind of like she's a cunt she's a cunt she's a cunt um her uh her like co- secretary assistant yeah. lady the the british lady um emily emily yeah oh yes that's right because andy is the the new emily the new emily that yeah miranda keeps just calling her emily and then real emily is like that's you go um she's just like 
it's like a perfect example of how like I don't know if you've ever seen like the like the cartoon or the meme but it's like the boss is really mean to like this guy and yeah. this guy goes home and he like yells at his wife and right the wife yells at the kid and yeah. the kid yells at the dog and it's like you're probably a nice person but you've been like you're stuck in this toxic situation yeah. so now you just have to be an asshole to like the person below you um so the character of emily was played by emily blunt who i love oh emily blunt that's what that face is i still don't <laughs> i like through the whole thing i was like she looks familiar but i don't know who she I've is i've actually only seen a couple things that she's in, i don't think i've seen anything she's been but, in. I just know the name. um but like her like i've seen lots of interviews and stuff with her and like I love her for for that kind of content. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would see more that she's in, but I've it's never really come up. But yeah, just like listening to her in interviews and stuff, I'm like, I want to be best friends with Aww, this woman. Yeah. Also, her husband in real life is one of my like would be on the list. Oh, who is he? Uh, John Krasinski. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And they're just, like, totally goofy and playful together and stuff. I know. Anyway. Oh. And who knows? That could just be a public whatever. But it, they're cute. Oh. Oh. Good um, for them. Anyway, so in the script, she wasn't supposed to be English. Uh, but oh, Blunt weird. thought it would be... And she is in real yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, but she can do a good American accent. But Blunt thought it would be interesting to sound a bit more imperious. Uh, and in several scenes, she's seen running around in the background... It's never written or directed, but she just felt like her character would always be busy and always wanted to keep her, like, alive in the film. Like, she's always frantically scrambling yes, doing yeah, something. Yeah. So there's this big benefit that Miranda puts on. And uh, Emily says to to Andy, like, oh, you could probably just go home early. Like, nothing else is going on. And Andy's like, seems suspicious, but okay. <laughs> she's like, this is great, because it's my boyfriend's birthday party. And I was like, well... You're going to miss that party. Yeah. And just see that. Writing is on that wall. Yeah. And then Emily has a cold. So um, she still gets to go to the benefit, but. uh, But we don't trust her to do her job. Yeah. But Andy has to go along and she kind of like proves herself at that. Uh, But then, of course, this ends up. She misses her boyfriend's birthday. Um, And good. And I wrote good thing she brought emily to the benefit so they could turn this into a super spreader event like just stay home just stay home yeah um so emily or uh andy gets home and nate's all like you missed my birthday and it's like are you five like um come on so it's yeah i'm glad that i'm glad that you saw it that way and not that like she was the bad guy for missing the birthday because it's like She'll make it up to you in some way or other. Her friends and boyfriend are awful. Yeah, like, that was, like, kind of one of my next notes. I was like, am I, like, reading, like, am I giving her extra slack because this is a fashion movie? And I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a fashion designer. I went to fashion school. (laughs) So I know a lot about fashion. I may have heard that a time or two. Um... Yeah, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't think you are reading it wrong, though. Like, so, the, there's been a lot of talk about this in years since the movie, Mm -hmm. um, where, like, I think the movie tries to, well, I don't know, I think you're supposed to go away feeling like she did abandon her boyfriend and friends and stuff. Yeah. But, like, there's been so much analysis and talk about it in the years past, and everybody has pretty much come around to, 
No, her boyfriend was the villain of the movie. Yeah. Um, and even Adrian Garnier, Grenier, however you say it. Yeah, I can't remember. Has has admitted that that he was yeah. the the villain. Oh, interesting. Um, that, yeah, like he he was super like unsupportive and childish. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I wrote here, like, when you're new and you're climbing the ladder and you're trying to get, like, your foot in the door to, like, what you really, like, want to be when you grow up, there's a certain amount of, like, hard work and sacrifice that's expected. Yeah. It's not like this is, like, 30 years into her career and Andy is all of a sudden like, fuck you guys. I'm gonna, like, do this. It's like, no, this is her first year and her first important job. Like... Yeah, give her some grace. Yeah, like... Uh, her boyfriend is a cook or whatever. Um, he doesn't work nine to five. Yeah, exactly. So fuck off. Yeah, and and like, like you can already tell that she is hating life, right? Yeah, so yeah. why make it worse? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Her friends really didn't seem like a group of friends. It seemed like here's some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, they were a little bit mismatched. Yeah, but um, so then we see like. Emily and Andy are, like, changing levels. Like, suddenly, uh, Andy gets to bring, like, the, the like, the book to, right, to yeah. Miranda's house every night, which is, like, kind of the, the draft of the magazine. and Which, that's, like, the prestigious job, but also the worst job. Yeah, like, it's Waiting after around hours. till 10.30. And, it's yeah. after hours, and I'm coming to my boss's house. No fucking thank you. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, randomly... Emily is hit by a car. <laughs> yep. Like, I saw, like, she was, like, kind of, like, rushing through the st- streets with, like, all her, like, her maze samples. And and I was like, oh, no. Like, you hear, like, t- like tires screeching or a horn honking or whatever. And it's like, oh, no. Then it's like, shit. She yeah, you think maybe, like, the samples car. are going to get destroyed or something. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah no, no. She did. Emily got destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then she's in the hospital and Andy comes to see her because she's a nice person. And she's all, like, crying. She's like, this means you're going to get to go to Paris Fashion Week, and I'm not. And I've been, like, starving myself for weeks yeah. to fit into, like, the sample sizes. And she's like, you eat carbs. You don't deserve those dresses. And yeah. it's like, I don't like you. I, You know, and the funny thing is, it's like, that's real, though. Like, I'm oh, sure yeah. in that in that field, that is totally genuine yeah yeah for sure it's like i do all this quote hard work to fit into these dresses and you just get to have them yeah because i got hit by a car (laughs) so then she knows like right away that she's like lost almost like well i've you know not eaten anything good in weeks to fit into this and i don't get to go to paris fashion week now so now she's eating like a bun and a pudding yeah and drinking milk and there was a big like serving tray on her hospital like little table thing That I could tell afterwards that it's the thing where you kind of like lift the lid off and yeah. there's like a meal under there. I thought it was a whole chocolate bundt cake. <laughs> and I was like, this is a little extreme. A like, little much, yeah. And also, what hospital are you in that you get an entire chocolate bundt cake? <laughs> and then then like kind of like the, the angle changed. And I was like, oh, that's a serving tray. It's not an entire chocolate cake. I mean, if I got hit by a car... I would, I would expect somebody to bring me a whole chocolate cake. Absolutely. I will. You have got hit by a car, though. Did you get cake? I have got hit by a car. I didn't get cake. No. God damn it. We got it. We got to remedy that. I got a broken hand and a fucked up knee, though. You broke your hand in that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you just fucked up your knee. No, I fucked up. I, I fucked up my knee, which is still fucked up to this day. And this was like 12 years yeah. ago. Um, but I broke my hand and I had to be in like a splint. Wow, and I uh, at all. 
I was more worried about my knee than my hand, but because the knee was just like soft tissue, they mm. didn't really like give it the attention it needed. Everybody was worried about my hand and my busted face. Yeah. Um, my busted face. Yeah. It's still busted. Oh, no. So, PSA, don't text and drive, fuckers. Especially in a parking lot. Like, just... Or anywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah anywhere, I know. But, but yeah. yeah, it was... It was, it was not, not good times. Yeah. No. Jerk. I remember the, the first night, like, after it happened, they gave me just a temporary splint at the hospital, and then I yeah. had to go to the plastic surgeon the next day Ooh. to get, like, either casted or a better splint or whatever. Yeah. And it was literally just this, like metal blob that I had to hold in my hand that held my hand in a certain position. Whoa. And then they wrapped like tensor around oh, okay. it to hold it in position. And um it's uh it slipped in the night. Uh-oh. Because it was this big heavy chunk well, yeah. of metal. Uh, yeah, and oh that was not, not uh, do not recommend. Okay. I'll um, take that under advisement. Yes. Don't get hit by a car. <laughs> Preferably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then I, I just kind of wrote again, like when, when Andy is, uh, realizes like, oh, I get to go to Paris Fashion yeah. Week now. Although for her, it's, I have to go to yes, Paris Fashion yeah. Week, not I get to. And I just wrote again, like people are allowed to change. It's okay that Andy has changed with her job. Yeah. Her friends are just being jealous dicks about it at this yeah. point. Like. Yeah. Um, and then I just wrote with a bunch of hearts around it, they go to Paris. Oh, Paris. Um, and they get to go to Paris Fashion Week, which even though, like, like I said, I studied fashion. <laughs> um, but I don't give a shit about couture. Like, like the mm, high, mm-hmm. like the big brands. Yeah. Like, I just, and maybe it's because I've always been fat. It's like, well, that's clearly not for yeah, me. Well. So, so, yeah, it always bugs me, sidebar, um, when... Chanel does this a lot where they're like look at us we're being so woke we're putting um like a a big name like fat person on the runway like uh uh Tess Holiday and Beth Ditto Mm. both like walked the runway like in something specially made for them right can I buy that now exactly like you're not gonna go to Chanel and buy something in a fucking size 26 well that's okay because Coco Chanel was a Nazi so and Karl Lagerfeld is a piece of shit may he not rest in peace (laughs) something um but yeah that's like always bugged me it's like you're not doing any favors Mm -hmm. so just fuck off yeah you're not actually advancing anything we can see through this very clearly so just stop but that said i would like to go to paris fashion (laughs) (laughs) so while they're there miranda gets served divorce papers because she's a workaholic and it's like, ooh, dragon lady, career obsessed. That's what they call me. And it's like, ah, there it is. You can have a job or you can be happy and have a husband, which is clearly more important, but you can't have both. Yeah. You're not allowed to. And your job, you, you can't, can't have be, it all. You can't be fulfilled by your job. You have to be fulfilled by having a husband. Yeah. And it's like, she has kind of a, like a dope career. She's an asshole about it, but she has a sweet job. Yeah. She's an asshole about it, but that affects the other people in her life, not her own. She's She's got everything she wants. Yeah, but, yeah, I just didn't like, like, the, the, uh, like, the message that it sent. Yeah. It's like, see, look where that gets you. Yeah. Oh, oh, you want to be successful? Well, hope you don't appreciate your marriage. Yeah, just, and I mean, I know that happens, like, with, like, a lot of people, but it's, yeah. like, 
uh, it didn't need to be in that movie. <laughs> um, so then she finally does uh, sleep with Christian, this uh, charismatic writer guy that she sees yeah. all over New York City. And I was like, she's going to get drunk and she's going to talk to Christian and it's going to blow up. And then by morning, everyone is going to know that like Miranda is getting divorced and Miranda is going to kill her. <laughs> and uh, it didn't happen, but that's absolutely what I saw. I was like, yeah. oh, it's not going to happen good. <laughs> um, but you see Andy wake up in the morning and she's all like very like artfully draped in the bed where you like, yeah. you can see that she's naked, but like you can't see that right, she's naked. Yeah. All I could see in that scene was a toe ring. <laughs> Why are you wearing a toe? Like, I feel like if Miranda saw you wearing a toe ring, she I would never fire even noticed you. that. I, I could not not notice that. That's I was so just funny. Like, I didn't. I'm sure I maybe noticed it, but I didn't have a conscious thought oh, about it. I just can't. Okay, so Jesse and I had a thought about the the guy that she sleeps with. Yes. What were your thoughts on his eyebrows? Oh, what the fuck the are his eyebrows? eyebrows and they were like eye. bleached or something? They were I don't yeah. They I were know. distracting. Yeah. But they were like not real eyebrows. I know, like, yeah. Were they, they like stick on eyebrows maybe. or <laughs> Okay. Glad. I'm yeah, glad you it was like uh, all shared I that. Could look at. It was like I know that face. I recognize that face. I don't know who you are. What are those eyebrows? It's yeah. definitely not Scott Speedman. No, it's a... Uh, I know. I've seen him in other yeah. stuff. Of course I didn't write that He down. has like a dollar store so-and-so kind of face. Like he's not like quite like a star. Simon Baker is his okay, name. well that doesn't tell me anything. But um, it's, it's like a dollar store like leading man kind of thing. But like look how handsome he is with normal eyebrows. Yeah, I don't know what they and like then like his hair looked kind of weird. Yeah, like all just, like Ken like plastic fake hair. Yeah, I I don't know what it was, but I didn't um appreciate anything. Um Oh, he's Australian. Is he Australian? Well, good for him. <laughs> That's great. So we're still in Paris at Fashion Week and um and they go oh, to I'm going to Yeah. He was in the TV show The Mentalist, which was on oh, for oh yeah yeah like, yeah yeah I haven't watched of years. that but I know what you're talking that's about. That's what I that's yes. where he was familiar. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so they're going to the big uh, James Holt show, who is kind of like the the fake up and coming designer for the movie. Yeah, and um, this is where like all the like underhandedness goes on where Stanley Tucci's character thinks that he's going to be made like a partner or something in James Holtz's uh, company as they as they go public and then at the last minute like Miranda pulls the, the rug out from under him and it's like nope not for you and it's like damn you're a bitch yeah but, totally self-serving um, but the dress that Andy wears at James Holt 100% 100% I so love it so much um Everything else that she wears in the movie is kind of like, I wouldn't call that, like, like high, high fashion? fashion or, like, super exclusive. It's better than her, like, JCPenney sweaters. Right. But nothing really, like, wowed me. Like, oh, yes, I can tell you have had a makeover now. But, like, that dress was just, like, very nice. Mm -hmm. I did appreciate that. Um, there was, before she had, like, her big makeover scene earlier in the movie... Um, the way her hair was, I feel like it had to have been a wig. It had to have been, yeah. It and was it, so choppy and uneven. Yeah, and, and it feels like this might be a niche reference. But have you ever seen 
when you're on some kind of like shitty app that has a million ads and there's an ad that will come on for some kind of little game and it's like help help the girl get a makeover yes. and she's the one who's covered in like literally just like Zitzen. like dripping mud and then yeah. she washes off and her hair is just like cave lady hair yeah yeah as soon as i saw anne hathaway That's i was so like funny. she's the lady from the from the game <laughs> ad because just i totally just her, like yeah. just weird chunks hanging down and it's like i know exactly what you're talking about yeah so i am so intrigued by that game but uh, it I've, just... I've got burned by uh game ads before and downloaded games and it's like this is not at all what i was told <laughs> so i just don't download them anymore and then some of those are they're so hard to play anyway because they're just so full of ads that oh, you get like yeah two seconds of gameplay and two yeah. minutes of ads. Yeah, super annoying. Um, so this is about the point where, where Andy decides, like, I don't want to be in high fashion anymore. Like, this is clearly not for me. Like, I got, like, a, a sweet makeover that she might, you know, kind of keep elements of that. Yeah. But she's like, overall, I don't need that. So she just throws her phone into the fountain. Right. And it's like, you still need a phone. Yeah, I know. I was like, you're in another continent. Like... <laughs> You might need that to get home because I think you're maybe going to have to change some of your flight plans and stuff. Like Yeah. Well, and then even you're in another continent. It's like, how are you just talking on the phone? Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I just don't get an international SIM card when I go overseas. I'm just yeah. like, well, when I go overseas, fuck I would imagine my ass talking. Like, <laughs> oh, when I find myself overseas every other month. Um, although I would imagine Runway was probably paying for it and they give zero fucks. Yeah, I'm surprised at how much Andy got for being an assistant. Like, she got to go to Paris Fashion Week and she got to, like, stay in the nice hotel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she got all these perks because i feel like an assistant wouldn't although i would imagine like you know she'd she'd be in the yeah she took a town car everywhere um like i kind of briefly thought of that too that it's like wouldn't they put like the help up in like a shittier hotel across but miranda needed her like at her beck and call so she needed to be like right there this so. is true yeah because miranda needed someone to like wipe her ass i was her. literally just gonna say that <laughs> yes Sorry. yeah no it's i like that we're on the same the same page um so that was basically all my thoughts on that um yeah it's like when the movie came out i feel like a lot of people around me were like oh deanne you gonna go see that movie huh that movie about fashion yeah it's about fashion and i was like i don't really care about it like, i just <laughs> I would rather watch, like, some movie about, like, a person that just, like, lives in a cute cottage and has a sewing machine and, like, (laughs) sews by day and hangs out with her cat by night. And it's like, you know, apparently I just want to be a movie star. (laughs) I was going to say you should write that because I I would see that. Yeah. I haven't read the book for this one. I think I have it, but I don't think I've ever read it. So many of these movies, like, so many that have been on my my list of ones that I've picked are all based on... I hate this term, but chick lit books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I've I've watched a whole bunch of movies that are all ba- like The Nanny Diaries, Devil mm. Wears Prada. Like so many of them are are f- based on these chick lit novels. Yeah. yeah, and and I think sometimes the novels go a little deeper than the movies, okay. but they're still yeah. they're still a formula. Yeah. 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 You know, you mentioned that a lot of designers and models were like almost afraid to, yeah. to appear in this. And it's like, it, it's too bad. It would have been nice if some of them, if we got to see like for, for like the, the fashion week. Least, yeah. So, like yeah. when they do the big, um, uh, like showings, like at the, at the, 
magazine, it would be nice to see kind of bigger names. Yeah. Like, I, I kept waiting I, for, like, okay, like, there's no Prada, but I kept waiting for, like, kind of Gucci to show up right. or Chanel or something. Um, and it's like, nope. The funny thing is, too, that in the end, Anna Wintour didn't hate the movie. She wasn't mad oh, really? about it or anything. Um, so she was not invited to the premiere, but she did attend an advanced screening for the press along with her daughter. Mm-hmm. Dressed head to toe in Prada, wow. uh, Wintour's daughter could be heard nudging her through the screening saying they got that right. <laughs> <laughs> Although they never commented on it publicly. Reportedly, she really liked the film. despite Like, she was skeptical when hearing about it but when she watched it she and apparently i don't know if i have this written down give me one second here oh apparently like even um anna wintour like redesigned her office after she saw the movie because of of how the office in oh like miranda's office was and stuff yeah crazy i can't remember now that i'm saying that because i didn't write the fact down if it was she redesigned it because they got it too accurate in the movie oh. and she's like, oh, I need to yeah. s- separate myself from that or whatever. Or if it was like, I really liked what, oh, how they had okay. it. So I, yeah. yeah, I can't remember if she redesigned it to make it more like or less like what oh, it was in okay. the movie. Just a, a bigger desk for the assistant so she could like throw her bag and her jacket on right. her every fucking day. It's like, I just, no. That, that particular... Um, Th- like throwing the coat and yeah. purse on the desk I just like I don't know if it's just because of like my life as a low man on the ladder yeah. but um, I just find that so disrespectful oh, yeah, like so disrespectful like, here, like my shit you deal with it yeah just like I'm not even gonna make eye contact with you just like yeah, uh, yeah just gross yeah it is just gross like you can be like a big powerful like ceo or like boss or something and you can still be a human being treat people like people and understand yeah yeah, understand that like there are other human beings in this fucking room we haven't all been replaced by robots yet so like soon yeah soon but yeah so yeah so i gave this six hermes scarves out of ten nice so yeah yeah, it's a, that was kind of my thoughts on the movie, too. I That's right probably around where I would have scored it yeah. if I were scoring it, too, because it's a, yeah, it like I said, it's been, it's a fairly benign movie. It's got some oofy moments and some, like, cringy things, but it's just a kind of fun, watchable way to kill an hour and a half. Yeah, and- yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it wasn't, like, as eye-rolly as some other things you maybe <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I ever need to see it again, but I do feel Fair like, enough. you know... It was a good thing for me to watch as a fashion person. As I <laughs> Somebody sit here, who has devoted their life to fashion. As I sit here in um, Crocs and pajama pants from Joe Fresh and a t-shirt from Old Navy. Fashion. And the Crocs are like knockoff Crocs. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I especially like that the Crocs are like black with pink roses on them. Oh, yeah. And the pants are turquoise with like neon pink lip kissy yep like they they could not coordinate less fashion fashion <laughs> sometimes that's what fashion is about is putting unexpected combinations that's together right. i could put this together really well and i spent a lot of time thinking about it um you might not understand because you didn't <laughs> study fashion but i did so 
fashion. I do have a couple more little fun oh, facts okay, that yeah, didn't really fit in. Um, so I did mention that they spent a million dollars on costuming. Mm-hmm. The most expensively costumed film in history. Really? Yeah. Um, that and surprises me because now I'm going to go on a tangent. When they filmed... Ooh, it was an Audrey Hepburn. It was either Funny Face or uh, Roman Holiday. They specifically sent Audrey Hepburn to Paris and they said, tell them who you are, go to Givenchy, and you can have anything you want. Hmm. Um, so Patricia Field was the costume mm. designer and she's quite a... Mm-hmm. I've heard her name lots. Yes. Um, and she... Won an Oscar for oh, this cool. for her work on this yeah. film. It's her only Oscar. The I'm surprised you didn't talk about the Harry Potter book. Oh yeah, that whole thing was like that's not happening. <laughs> right? Also, with no money changing hands. Yeah. Or no dicks getting sucked. Are you serious? <laughs> well, I think a dick did get sucked in the end, but well, um, but not for the book. So the book that Miranda asked Andy to retrieve for her twin daughters is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Mm-hmm. One of the prop books used in the movie sold in an online auction for $586. Holy. And proceeds went to Dress for Success, a nonprofit organization oh, yeah. that assists more than 45,000 disadvantaged women each year as they transition into the workforce. Nice. And then my last little fact, which is just cute, and I actually knew this because I've listened... I kind of I stan Stanley Tucci... I, I was waiting for you to gush about Stanley Tucci. Yeah, I, seems I like enjoy everyone him. Everyone is in love with him, but me. He's a perfectly serviceable actor, but I'm not like, oh my god, Stanley Tucci. He does a lot of like. He's written some cookbooks and stuff, and oh. he does a lot of, like, stuff with like shows about cooking and stuff now. Oh, okay. And, and like I watch his TikToks where he's cooking and stuff. Oh, and cool. He just, yeah, he just seems like a cool guy. Like I'd like yeah. to go to a dinner party at oh, his house. Oh, okay. Um, but he is married to Emily Blunt's sister. Oh, really? he met through this movie. Her name is Felicity. Felicity. Um, And Emily was a bridesmaid. Oh, that's sweet. All right. Now we talk about something even more horrifying. Or less horrifying. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, So I made you watch the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Indeed. Did you know anything about Dawn of the Dead or the remake? Um, I I assumed it was about zombies. Yes. The end. The end. Fair enough. Um, yeah, it's like, if it has of the dead in it, you know, you yes. kind of... Yeah. I remember, um, my sister isn't, like, crazy about zombie movies, and she was over one time, this was, like, years ago... And she was like, let's watch a movie. And I was like, okay, like, I have, let's look at, like, all the DVDs I have. Like, I have uh, Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, the remake of Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> and she's like, none of Of the Deads. I don't want to watch anything that's Of the Deads. And I was like, 28 days later. And she's like, no zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you'd just sneak that right. in there. Yeah. <laughs> so Dawn of the Dead is a 2004 remake of the 1978 George Romero movie of the same name. Um, it was directed by Zack Snyder in his first, uh, movie to direct. Um, it was written, of course, by George Romero, and the screenplay was done by James Gunn. It stars everybody, (laughs) but, uh, specifically Sarah Pauly, Ving Rhames, Mackay Pfeiffer, and Jake Weber. It had a budget of $26 million and went on to make $102 million at the box office worldwide. 
It had a Metascore of 59 with an 8.6 user score. <laughs> I feel like that is very on par for like a horror movie, yeah. like the, the critic score, but the users really like it. Yes, so. yeah. And then interestingly, the tomato meter had it at 76% with an audience score of 77%. So like hmm. very close. Um, Uncle Raj gave it three stars, mm. which was surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, uh, this newfangled Dawn of the Dead streamlines <laughs> another, like just immediately old man yells at cloud. <laughs> the, the newfangled Dawn of the Dead streamlines another scrappy horror classic by discarding everything special about it in favor of pure visceral effect. Swarming with zombies on both sides of the camera, the film is unrelentingly re- relentless. Come on, Raj. <laughs> Leaving no room for original director George Romero's wry satire on consumerism or his slow-paced Uncreeping Dead. As in 28 Days Later, which makes at least gestures towards social commentary, the zombies, the zombies are fast and focused, barely pausing to save her brains before dashing off to the next fresh kill. Responding only to hot lead, they give first-time director Zack Snyder a chance to test how many subhuman heads can get blown to smithereens before the MPAA issues an NC-17 rating. Answer, several dozen and counting. It's like, okay. I feel like that was kind of the point, though. Like, let's just have some cool heads blown off. Absolutely, yeah. Um, There doesn't need to be a social commentary. Right? (laughs) Um, and then later in his in his review, which he gave three stars to, it's like I'm going to give you three stars, and now I'm going to like, you know, tear it down. But whatever. <laughs> um, just the first little bit here, he says, "Looking lost in the grindhouse, an overqualified Sarah Polly stars as a suburban Milwaukee nurse." And it's like, it is an interesting choice to put Sarah Polly in there. But <laughs> well, I, I, I like her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Road to Avonlea was my jam. I never watched it, but that is who she will always be to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Road to Avonlea. And then the AV Club, I couldn't find, um, like, a, a star or, like, a, mm. a number that they gave it. But a little snippet here is, um, oh, where do we go here? So, yes, Dawn of the Dead works, and it delivers just about what you'd expect when you buy your ticket. My only complaint is its plot flatlines compared to the 1979 version, which was trickier, wittier, and smarter. Romero was not above finding parallels between zombies and mall shoppers. In the new version, the mall is just a useful location, although at least there are a few jokes about the music. So a lot of the reviews were like, this is a remake, remake bad. (laughs) And it's like, I agree with that sometimes, but um, controversial opinion, I like this one better. Mm. I've never seen, I have no frame of reference. Uh, Well, the the, uh, original Dawn of the Dead is part of the original of the Dead trilogy of Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Dawn of the Dead and then Day of the Dead. Mm. Um, it's a really good trilogy. I mean, it's like what like set the pace for what zombie movies mm. are today. But you know, the new one is just like the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I also prefer more. It's just like more fun. There's more action. It's like mm. punchier. It's not kind of just a slow like let's talk about this a lot and have mm. like scenes where nothing happens. We're just kind of walking for a while, like. You know, stuff happens. Yeah. And I like when stuff stuff happens. happens. So I do have a few fun facts for you, but why don't you go ahead and give me a synopsis? 
Alright, so a nurse wakes up to find her young neighbor girl in her home, but something is different about her. She attacks the woman's husband and bites him, which quickly kills him, and then he comes back to life as a zombie. She narrowly escapes his attack and makes her way to a shopping mall with a mismatched handful of survivors. They manage to stay safe there for a time, with a few close calls. Even getting a little too comfortable, maybe? There are lots of nice things to help yourself to in a mall, after all. But can they stay there forever? They devise a plan to escape the mall and make their way to the marina to sail to safety. Some of them make it, some of them don't. But will they get their happy ending? Question Stay mark? tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this movie, in case it wasn't like immediately obvious from the cast, it was filmed in and around Toronto. So... <laughs> Um, as we were watching it, Jesse watched it with me and she's like, I feel like this was shot at the Eaton Center. Mm-hmm. And, no, oh, yeah. and I told her, I'm like, you go ahead and Google that, but don't tell yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I can't remember uh, Thornhill. Thornhill. I was like, Brampton? No, not yeah. Brampton. Thornhill Mall. Yes. Yeah. Which they, um, it was abandoned, or not abandoned, but it was like closed and empty. Oh, okay. And they were, they were going to destroy it. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. So they were like, yeah, fuck it up. Have fun. Care. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that. You could totally have fun yeah, with that. Yeah, but, I mean, so the mall was empty, but of course, like, the storefronts kind of stay there. And um, much like The Devil Wears Prada, a lot of the brands were like, don't put us in this movie. Hmm. Um, we don't want to have our logo yeah, have, like, the, blood and guts, like, strewn across it. Hmm. The, yeah, the, I, I picked up on that, that all of the, like, stores and stuff were, like, made up. Yeah, so um, there was Roots. Hmm. Uh, Roots was okay with it, which, like... Here's this thing that American movie makers do. I'm an American movie maker. I'm making an American film. My entire cast is Canadian. I'm filming in in Canada. The odd time you can see, like, they do this on Supernatural a lot when Supernatural is still being filmed in Vancouver. There's somewhere in the States, red post boxes everywhere. Oh, like, that's yeah. That's Canada post box. Like, yeah. can you try for a second? <laughs> You know, um, so they did that and that. There was a root store there. Mm. And then um, Starbucks was very specifically like, we will not be in this movie. Mm. It was like grounds or something. Uh, oh, grounds, yeah. yeah. And um, when they're at the bookstore in, it's called Bookmark. And it's like, you see a little bit of it when they first come in. As soon as I saw it, I was like, that's a chapters and it has a Starbucks. <laughs> that's just exactly what yeah, that looks like. Yeah. yeah. Um, that totally would have been where I hung out too, though. Absolutely, yeah. I'll, I'll just be with this like comfy couch. I would actually like the furniture store with like I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in like the nicest, fanciest bed, right? With like all the blankies. Yeah, yeah that'd be a good place. But then I would like go and like get some books from Chapters for and, sure. Yeah. Um, so my favorite fun fact that I just discovered last night. Um, I like knew a lot of the fun facts already. My favorite fun fact is the scene um, at the beginning where they show like Anna's neighborhood mm-hmm. was filmed in my dad's hometown. Oh, really? Yeah, it was filmed in Caledon, Ontario. Oh, cool. Yeah, I uh, I was looking at that and I was just like flipping through like when you go on I I on IMDb it mm-hmm. like shows you all that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, Toronto. Oh, okay, there was like some soundstage stuff. You Hollywood. mean there's somewhere else to go to find your fun facts? Yeah. Well, sometimes it's Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Sometimes it's Reddit, but I, I can't <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. Um, yeah, so I was going through and it was like, oh, it's Toronto and, uh, you know, like Thornhill. And then there was, you know, places around there, a little bit in Hollywood for the soundstage stuff. Then I was like, wait, what is Keladin? What? We're in Keladin. And then I was like, oh, that's my dad's hometown. That's so cool. So, yeah. Um, 
obviously a very new part of Keladin. I, you yeah. know, I haven't been there in decades, but, uh, my grandma lived in all like the old parts mm. of so these houses were very, very cookie cutter, like yeah. new neighborhood yeah. kind of. Yeah. Um, so I have some other things that I'll just kind of throw in as we go along. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tell me all your thoughts and feelings? All right. Well, we started off good with some stereophonics. Uh, yes. Some good, good tunes. Yeah. So I like that. Um, and then my first observation was, hey, my mom had that exact same car. I crashed it. <laughs> uh, running from zombies? Not running from oh, zombies. Okay. Pulling out of my driveway. Good job. Excellent. So this was my like, my like young kids can't get a break moment in life like disillusionment i was um like 17 and i was my mom had this this toyota corolla in that exact same color yeah it was such a nice little car and i was borrowing it to drive somewhere and i pulled out of our driveway and we were like one house in from the corner of the street yeah and this asshole whipped around the corner and as I was pulling out smashed right into me and I was found at fault because I backed into him but he was going too fast yeah but it was all there were no witnesses it was all he said she said and he was like a 40 something year old doctor and I was a 17 year old dumb girl so so clearly he can do no wrong you Mm -hmm. were you were you chose to back out at the exact moment he chose to be an asshole therefore your fault yeah so anyway yes my mom's poor curl they did fix it though it was it was not a write-off oh okay well that's good i mean i wrote another one of her cars off but that's a whole different story (laughs) um my poor mom (laughs) uh so as as sarah polly's character anna is getting home from her her first her like the first day where there's like there's some stuff going on, yeah. but not enough that people have put pieces together. Like, there's the odd comment about, like, they're that sick from a bite? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, she comes home and she has a sexy night with her husband. Yeah. So we've had two sexy shower movies in a row. Have we? Yeah, because Friday the 13th. Uh, oh, yes, that's the right. There's the shower yes. death scene, but it starts out as a sexy shower. Um, so. Another sexy shower scene where the main actress clearly has a no nudity clause in her, <laughs> in her uh, what do you call it, in her contract. Yeah. Because it was very, like, frosted Strategic. Glass. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was just like, well, that escalated quickly. Right? Yeah. yeah. We have, like, one scene, and then all of a sudden there's this little zombie girl and yeah. when she takes a bite out of the husband's neck and like the skin ooh, pulls the viscera, and, yeah, so good grody um and i had a, a brief moment of thinking is the little girl somebody she seemed familiar to mm. me but i think i will confess i googled it oh okay. um and she wasn't in anything else that I recognized. No. I think she maybe just reminded me of another little girl that's been in stuff. Mm, yeah. But I couldn't put my finger on even who that was. Like, to me, I immediately thought of, which I know this won't be for you, but in The Walking Dead, there was another, like, sweet little blonde girl oh, okay. that became a zombie as well. Yeah, so, no, this was... Yeah, the, I, I, fi- I figured it wouldn't be from The Walking Dead yeah. that you were thinking of, but... So, we very quickly had a don't do that dummy moment <laughs> which are my favorite yeah um where uh, anna's gotten away from so 
the little girl bites the husband, and then yeah. he dies, and then he comes back, and then he's trying to attack her, um, and she's trying to get out the bathroom window, and yeah. first of all, like, undo the fucking latch. Right? Yeah, it's like, I mean, and I get, like, when, when you're panicked, yeah, you're not you're thinking, not thinking straight, rationally. But yeah, but, but, like, um, as a rational person, it's like, there's a, you just, I can see the latch. Right just, just, just flip it. Jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then it goes quiet for a second, and she like looks like she's maybe thinking about going back out there to yeah. check. And I'm like, don't go back out there, dummy. <laughs> and then I have another that really escalated quickly. Yes. Like, like we went from zero to sixty here. The world is on fire. Yes. Yeah. Um. And I'm like, these are some fast zombies. Yeah. And at that point, I was like are they zombies? I know there's always talk about, mm. are these zombies or are they not? I did conclude that, yes, they are yes, zombies because yeah, they sure. die and then come back to life. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that was a criteria you told me. So so we are in an official zombie Oh, absolutely, movie. yes. Um, but they were very fast zombies. Yes. So from your reviews, the original one, they weren't fast zombies? No, they, they were just kind of slow shuffling. That's how Romero always does his zombies. Oh, okay. He did a later trilogy in like the 21st century as well and they were all slow zombies as oh, well. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm like, we're not very far into this movie, and it all seems very hopeless already. Like, yeah. Like, this, this yeah. is not going to go well. And then I saw, you know, so all so still at this point, it's like the establishing shots and stuff, so there's still credits popping up and whatever. Yeah. And I saw George Romero, and I'm like, he's somebody important, right? Did he make a couple of movies once? That name is Does familiar. Does he do okay for himself? Um... <laughs> And then I randomly had a big existential question. Mm-hmm. Because these zombies are taken over real quick. Mm-hmm. What happens when there are no humans left? Do the zombies lose their food source? Do they die? There's do no they- more room in hell. The dead shall walk the earth. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, they'll eventually just, like, starve out. I mean, we saw that in Shaun of the Dead, where, like, left, you know, there were some zombies that were just kind of... Or not Shaun of the Dead. Um, 28 Days Later, where, mm. like, after a while, some of them were just literally, like, starving on the side of the road. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like they will eventually, like, starve out, but there's so many of them. It'll take a while. Like, I don't, I feel like it would be really hard to just, like, like, wait out a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) Well, don't go try and find a boat. Yeah. Wait it out in the mall. Um, I love the music in the mall. Yeah. It took me a while, um... I was, like, humming along with the first song that you hear for quite a while before I realized it was Don't Worry, Be Happy. Uh, I didn't recognize any of the music, but it, like, came up, because I always watch my movies with yeah, subtitles, I had, so it shows it up right away, like, Don't Worry, Be Happy. I was like, oh. Yeah, I had the subtitles on, too, but I looked away at that moment mm, that it uh, yeah. that it said that, so Jesse pointed it out, because mm, I yeah. it was, like, quite a while after, and I'm like, Don't Worry, Be Happy, and she looked at me like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your point? She's like, yeah, it said that. And I'm like, oh, I missed yeah. that. Um, I listened to a whole podcast once on Muzak. Really? I can't remember what it was on, oh. but like the kind of history of it and oh, stuff. cool. Um, there were a couple, just a couple moments in this movie where like they were first exploring around the mall when they get there that... Um, that I had a couple little jumpy moments. Yeah. For the most part, I didn't... This this was not a scary movie. It was a oh, gross okay. movie. Yes. Um, yeah, there were some, like, extreme gore moments where I was yeah. like, oh, Thor's gonna hate that. There was definitely, like... I watched it with this look <laughs> on my face a lot. Um, but... 
But nothing really scared me. Yeah. And there were lots of things that I found predictable in this mm-hmm. movie, similar to The Devil mm-hmm. Wears Prada, where it was like, I can see very much where this is going. Like, things like um, Luda, the pregnant lady. Yeah. I knew instantly that that cut on her arm was infected yes, and, yeah. and she was going to turn into a zombie. I knew that, like, instantly. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple moments like that. The woman later in the movie when they the truck full of people shows up at the yeah. mall and they're pushing the one woman in the oh, wheelchair yeah. or in the wheelbarrow yeah. and i'm like yeah. she's a zombie yeah um yeah there were there were a few things that yeah. were very predictable and then there were some things that i was like having fun predicting but i didn't know if it was gonna come ah. like is this gonna be a zombie baby um yeah uh, can yeah. i just say as like the heartless childless woman that i am i love that they went there and shot that baby in the face oh yeah isolate the audio on that i'm glad they shot that baby in the face but it's like (laughs) i feel like that makes it like really real and it's like it's a zombie you have to kill it yeah but you know even though it's baby they're always like off limits like oh like i believe the children are our future and it's like no you have to kill that baby this child sure isn't yeah Uh, also like they shot that baby in the face could be our episode title (laughs) 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 <laughs> I am gonna write it down, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um. So Anna is a nurse. So the one person's got this cut on his arm, and she stitches him up. And I don't like watching stitches. Oh no! Um, when they did that, they got they actually brought a nurse on set to do like the close up, so like her hands mm. were kind of in the right way. And um, the nurse, like, because she's not, like, a movie lady, they were just like, hey, get a nurse in here and, like, have her do this. She misunderstood the directions. And she actually, with no, like, anesthetic, stitched that prosthesis right to Ving Rhames' arm. <gasps> oh, my God! And he just, like, because he's a fucking badass, right. he's just like, oh, that hurts. And they called cut. And he's like, dude, that was my fucking arm. Huh. And I was like... I'm sorry. Because, and even, like, director Zack Snyder was, like, I just thought, like, our effects guys had, like, really good, like, they put, like, the blood in the right place. Like, they were doing a really good job. And he was, like, no, that was my fucking arm. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> um, along with slicing, stitching is, n- uh, is, okay. is no bueno. No bueno. Um, I loved, and this is kind of where, like, the consumerism part of it comes into, I love how much the security guards were still worried about, like, no looting right? the stores and yeah. stuff. And it's like, you understand that... Yeah. Like, this if, is... There's there's no going back. We're not opening this mall again. Yeah, like, if I was a security guard, I'd be like, sweet, I own all this shit now. Right? Let's, let's fuck it up. And yeah. Like, like, when they first show up and the one, like, dickhead security guard, like, the, the second in command, who was, yeah. like, very second in command, he was yes. like, yeah, you already trashed Metropolis. And yes. it's like... The city is trashed. Yeah, Who cares yeah. about the Metropolis? The whole fucking world is trashed. Yeah. So I, similar to you, like I watched a lot of this without making any notes. I was yeah. just watching. Yeah. But, um, so the next kind of thoughts I have are after the the uh, truckload of people come yeah. and they, they risk everything to try and let these people in. And there's yeah. the big, do we or don't we let them in mm-hmm. conversation. And like as soon as I saw the woman being pushed in the wheelbarrow, yeah. I was like... And that was actually played by a man. Oh, really? There was definitely some, like, prosthetics or something. Yeah, they needed someone who could do, like, the physicality of that role, like, when she had to, like, charge at Anna once she became a zombie. And they just found that, like, 
a man was the better person for that job. So it's just yeah, like the just like the the brother in um, Home Alone. <laughs> There's a um, I can't remember what his name is. The kind of bully big brother. Yeah. In Home Alone. He has a picture of his girlfriend in his room, yeah, and it's yeah. actually him. In <gasps> oh my god, is it? Because they wanted it to be like a really ugly girl, and they didn't think it was like they didn't want to make an actual girl oh. feel that ugly. No way! Yeah. <laughs> Buzz, your girlfriend. Buzz, that's it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually the same actor that plays Buzz that uh, is in. My mind is blown. <laughs> I love that you're like instantly picks up your phone to Google the picture. Okay, I have to use my, my mouth though. Be- mm, that was <laughs> um, just hang on a second because I'm going to say it into my phone. Home alone. Buzz. Girlfriend. Holy shit, it is! <laughs> Damn! Isn't that funny? That's but amazing. yeah, and, and literally like the reason for it was because they were like gonna be saying like woof yeah, or like, whatever and they didn't want that and, to be yeah. oh, directed nice, towards an actual girl yeah. oh man yeah. um, <laughs> I gotta tell my sister that one <laughs> just tell her to listen to this episode she's so far behind so, uh, so she'll, am I she'll listen to it in like well you get an excuse you you, you I was here it. Yeah. I know but I still like to listen to them Aww. because you you listen while you're editing yeah and I just yeah and then, like, when I do listen, it's like, I forgot that we even talked about that. Yeah, there's definitely times where, like, we've recorded something and I'm, like, laughing super hard. And it's yeah. like, look at me. I'm so droll. I'm so funny. Yeah. Oh, and then, so, Anna is trying to, like, nurse the lady in the wheelbarrow. Yeah. And she gets her face right up close to her. And I'm like, that's a mistake. You don't get your face bit, Anna. Do you want to get your face bit? Because that's how you get your right, face bit. Exactly. And then that's when I started having, like... Like, I was more and more sure that the pregnant lady was infected. Yeah. And then I started having, if the mom's infected, is the baby infected? Yeah, that's kind of a a new, like, thought experiment. I don't think I've ever seen that before. It makes sense to me that it would be because the baby is feeding on what its mom is intaking so yeah, yeah i it 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 made perfect sense to me in my mind that the baby would be a zombie yeah like if if the parent carrying the child has hiv the child is born with hiv right so, yeah yeah same deal although you shoot that there's drugs the that they can <laughs> no we don't if shoot it's ages. a zombie okay, okay good <laughs> don't cancel us <laughs> um yeah so then the the wheelbarrow lady does turn and they yeah. have to kill her and I'm like yep I knew that one all along I yeah. am so smart <laughs> and then I was like feeling like I was smarter than these people too because then of these new people that have come the dad has been bit and uh we know that he's gonna turn yeah and so they're like they're gonna have to shoot him now but then there's arguing between like do we shoot him now or wait yeah. or whatever and yeah. I'm like and they're they're pretty sure that they figured out that the bite is what is it yeah but they're not like a hundred percent sure and yeah. i'm like lock him up in a room like a, in behind a gate yeah and wait and watch yeah, you know yeah. where he can't get at you and i'm like so i was like getting all this, like yeah. why not and it's like oh that's more or less what they did yeah, <laughs> like yeah, ving sure. rames character Ke- kenneth Ken- yeah. yeah was in with them i'm like like i feel like you could have done that from 
outside of a gated off area yeah, and still Kenneth. shot him. But he's Kenneth. He's a he's badass. badass. He can fucking take a um, movie. But yeah, so I was like trying to tell him what to do in my head and then they essentially did. Yeah, I like that they gave him like, and he even said like, you know, you give me like to my last minute kind of thing. Yeah. And they didn't just like shoot him right away. That's, I like to think that's what I would do and what I would like want and what like I would like kind of fight for if I was in that like they're like they're they're sick and they're clearly dying but they're still human right now yeah we don't kill human beings right so when we watched 28 days later we had a big philosophical conversation of would you try and fight would you try and survive the zombie apocalypse jesse and i had a good conversation Ah, about what what uh strategy uh and it would essentially just be take all you wrote too take all the pills <laughs> drink really? it, all the vodka and lay down and have a good damn sleep. i i am not like um you know rambo or anything in case in case you didn't know but <laughs> um, yeah i feel like i would like i would try i so yeah jesse was firmly in the i'm just gonna take all the pills yeah um and i didn't have a real like i i thought maybe i would like just lay down and let them take me like at the, w- during the 28 days later conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. but then after our conversation there i'm like okay you did have some good tips and advice i might at least try and get in my car and drive and yeah. see if i could yeah get somewhere cold or whatever like yeah said, but. but also i feel like knowing me i would probably dither on it at home for too long <laughs> so that by time i was like yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna like get in the car and i'm gonna go somewhere and then i'd be like surrounded or like yeah. all my neighbors would be zombies and i was like i should have left last week <laughs> <laughs> but if i can get into my car and get out of town you know i would yeah, definitely just go somewhere really remote mm-hmm. just the silly things that my mind catches there's there's a there was a moment where um the closed captioning just said swing jazz oh shit (laughs) that also could be an episode name swing jazz oh shit (laughs) that's my favorite swing jazz song oh shit (laughs) i love the chess game that uh, andy and kenneth are playing and and even just how they develop that relationship later kenneth even says like he's one of the team or he's one of the group or whatever yeah um have you ever watched the tv show last man on earth i've never even heard of that it is so good yeah jesse's nodding along too okay it is it's ridiculous it's shit it's one of those SNL guys that I always get a couple of them confused with each other. Mm. Will Forte, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's essentially about, like, a, a disease has killed everybody on Earth, but okay. there's, like, he thinks he's the last man on Earth, and he, it, and he, you know, eventually finds, like, a similar ragtag yeah. little group of people people to live out the apocalypse yeah. with and yeah they they get whatever they want from the stores and stuff but it goes on long enough like they've been kind of at it for years at one point where they you know the gas is all starting to curdle mm-hmm. and um Ooh, gas can curdle or gas goes bad like it yeah oh okay um so you know they'd been driving around and just helping themselves to gas at gas stations yeah. but eventually like they the gas starts going bad that's not always going to be an option oh. and like um you know they've, they've got all sorts of food, but eventually even... Yeah. Like, other than Twinkies, I, I was guess. just going to say, all you're left with is Twinkies. <laughs> um, 
but yeah it's really it's it's funny it is such a good show cool i highly recommend it but there were lots of things in this movie that made me think of that show interesting okay um i still haven't watched the last season of it but Hmm. um now i need to remember to do that yeah um so then the the chess game gets sorry back to the movie yeah, at hand yeah, yeah. Not, um the um the chess game gets too boring or difficult or yeah. whatever kenneth doesn't really know how to play chess i think and oh. um so he's like we need a new game so they start having a zombie killing game yes and i love that actually i really <laughs> like just like they were pointing Burt out reynolds get Burt reynolds yeah uh, rosie o'donnell yeah. Yeah, I thought that was that was a yeah. a fun thing. And then we get a doggy. Yes. Chips. For better or worse, we get a doggy. I was thinking of that dog and it's like that dog is going to give the fucking game away cuz it will not stop barking. Right? Like come the on. zombies didn't seem to care about it though. But still if they hear a noise and it can yeah. still like draw like they don't want to, you know, eat him, but they're very drawn by noise. So, like, yeah. you know, if you're trying to hide from a zombie, don't fucking bark at it. Um, and then I I had a... Yes, this is 100% going to be a zombie baby. Yeah. And then we had a zombie birth. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that was... Brutal. I mean, I don't know. I've never given birth. Maybe it's I mean, what I, a real I, birth I feel like, like a regular birth is just like that. Just, <laughs> just a battle scene. Ugh. Um... I loved how much of a douche Ty Burrell's character is. Because yes. the only other thing I've ever seen him in is Modern Family. And I've never watched Modern Family. I've just seen a couple episodes here and there. Yeah. But he plays this, like, good guy kind of oh, character. Yeah. Like, kind of dumb, kind of bumbling, but, like, good guy. Oh, okay. And, yeah, so this is so against character for yeah. that. See, I've never watched Modern Family either. And obviously I saw this before Modern Family came out. So when that show came out, I was like, hey, it's that asshole. Yeah. And so I just assume that he's like an asshole in that, in that no, show. No, he's... I, yeah, he's not an asshole, but he's not a... He doesn't make good decisions all uh, the time, okay. I think. Like and like I said, I've really only seen a couple episodes. So. so they decide to send the dog across to Andy, who's run out of food. And yes. he's like, hurry up, I need help. Yeah. Uh, which obviously is going to be a bad decision, but I'm like, you're in a shopping mall. There has got to be like an RC car in there somewhere that you oh, could yeah. send over with. For sure. Although supplies. it would probably like hit a zombie foot and like flip or something. I feel. I was going to be. I was going to say like a drone, but drones weren't things. No. Nothing back then. But if they had it now, a drone would be the way to go. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you could even just get it right on the roof. Yeah. But like, if you're standing on the roof and you're watching it, you could hope. You know, there were some pretty like badass people in that group they could have driven an rc car through the field of zombies yeah but then of course he lets the dog in with the food and in with him comes some zombies yep so poor andy yeah that one was like i i really thought that they were gonna like unite with andy at some point that one i was a little bit surprised about although like very very clearly in all of these movies i'm becoming less surprised with anything that could yeah, happen. Yeah, stop having any hope that, like, good <laughs> things are going to happen. Well, I don't I don't really have hope of, like, happy endings anymore, so. That's good. But, yeah, that one I was like, I can't wait to meet Andy. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the girl who kind of takes on the dog as hers, and she goes to Fucking rescue Nicole. him, like, 
Like, I get it. It's a dog, whatever. Like, but I don't know. Would I do Would I do that for Roxy? You guys tell me. Yes, yeah. you absolutely I would. would. It would yeah. be like, now we have to have a fucking, like, rescue mission. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yeah, but just when that happened, I was just like, I'd like to on. think, though. No. I was <laughs> going to say that I wouldn't have put. You would. Wouldn't have gotten into that situation. Like, I mean, okay, here's the thing. None of my dogs are well-behaved enough that I could say, go over there and they would do what I told them. So she wouldn't be a reliable food delivery service. She would eat all the food. Yes. (laughs) They go to try and rescue Nicole and Andy and Chips. And Andy's been bit. We know he's going to have to be killed. Yeah. And they blow his head off. And the, yes. the shot where they blow his head off. This is what got me thinking is George Ramos. Did he do From Dusk Till Dawn? George Romero? That's what I said. <laughs> um, no. No. That was, uh, that was done by... Oh, shit. What's his name? Because oh, that's vampires, not zombies. I have seen that. Yeah. I love that that moment totally showed my like non-horror... he's a guy Robert Rodriguez did that okay so here's what and I maybe maybe it's not even from Dusk Till Dawn that I'm thinking of but Mm. the kind of the style of some of the shots in this movie Mm -hmm. really made me feel like I've seen something similar before Mm. and from Dusk Till Dawn is what came into my head okay of where there's like I can't even I don't know I'm just gonna sound like word salad here because I don't know if I can even describe what's in my brain Uh there's like all the action is really fast but like somehow or other you can really see a split second of it like it's like like, you would think everything's moving so fast that you shouldn't be able to see so clearly the detail of shooting Andy's head off. Or there's, like, okay. a bullet or something that, like, yeah. it's like it's filmed fast and then slowed down somehow yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. Like, it's got this real look to it. And so, like, when they shot Andy's head off, it wasn't like it went in slow motion, but it felt like it was slow motion for yeah. a second. Because I really, really saw the detail yes. of, like, his top of his head completely gone and like exactly the way the blood was flowing and stuff and it just really really felt reminiscent of something Mm, else to me yeah and like that did go on to be like Zack Snyder's sort of like calling card like he has had to put slow motion and everything Mm. um to the point where like I could only watch about 20 minutes of the 300 when because he directed that and I was just like this is so gratuitous I said this is so (laughs) gratuitous because it was like the fight scenes were really slow motion and intense but what really got me was there was this sex scene where like it was like slow motion like tits jiggling and I was like fuck off Hmm. like just it was just like so lurid that and that's just really his thing where it's like let's like slow this right down so you can like see all the little details have we watched any other Zack Snyder movies no because I feel like this is the only like horror thing that he's done um unless there's like a big blind spot that I'm not thinking of (laughs) so no but I I see what you mean about that and I feel like that probably was part of that was in From Dust Till Dawn okay or um like how like the thing I'm thinking of in From Dust Till Dawn is where Oh, the guy, and I can't think of what his name is, but he, like, he, like, 
reaches in to the one guy's like chest and like rips his mm. heart out and you can like see like all the gore in yeah, the chest maybe. and like the heart is like beating in his hand yeah i don't know it just really no yeah it's it, it's definitely like a thing that's like it's used a, yeah, in horror okay. movies yeah for sure so you've definitely seen it somewhere before like the old like corn freak on a leash thing where you can just see like the, <laughs> like, you just follow like the yeah the, uh, the bullet um, everywhere as we move on mm. here and i've finished word salading about the speed of the (laughs) so now they're getting in the buses they're gonna try and make it to the marina yeah get on the douches boat and uh they've put like a snow plow blade on the front of one of the buses and i love that i'm like that's totally just like a cow pusher but it's a zombie pusher this time so they're trying to drive through the zombies and they're all like rocking the bus and i'm like oh if the bus is a rockin get the fuck away (laughs) My favorite part of zombie movies is when you just, like, the camera pulls out and you just see, like, the horde. Yeah. And there are so many of them. There were in this, too. Yeah. I mean, we've watched maybe a few zombie Uh movies. uh This was the one that I maybe felt the most, like, there was just an unbelievable mass of them. Yes. Yeah. The the propane tank explosion was sweet. Yes. Yeah, I liked that. That was an awesome scene. Yeah. Awesome shot. Um. But was sawing a woman in half with a chainsaw necessary? Yeah, like, it was, dude. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> like, the zombies create enough gore. Do we need to, like, just saw an innocent woman in half? Yeah. Yep, we do. And that was a really drawn out, like, shot, too. It, it was. It, it was slowed very, yeah. way down yeah. that shot, yeah. too. I'm like, oh, they wait. did that. So they made, um, like, a, a model of the woman. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of put, like, a, they, like, put, like, a cutout piece where the, oh, okay. where the uh, the blade was gonna go and they filled that that like space with blood packs okay. so they could just go in and like saw it and then if they had would, to do another take they would just mm. clean her all up and just put oh, more so blood oh so they wouldn't need a whole there. new model that's yeah a, actually, yeah that's very smart very, very economical. efficient very economical because this budget got slashed a lot oh really because the the uh the studio was like it's 2003 when we're making this. No one wants to see zombie movies. Oh, and everybody wants to see Little did them. they know, this really helped with a couple other movies to like really kick off like the, the current zombie craze. I feel like uh, Anna really, really enjoyed killing Steve. Oh, everybody enjoyed when Anna killed Steve. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you could see like the... The foreshadowing, when he was like, hey, if I ever become one of those things, you have my permission to shoot me in the head. And she's, she's like, like, don't worry, I will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she, she. Yeah. Was not sad to do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I just had to say, fucking Steve. Right? And then they get to the marina and there's yeah. only like four of them left. Well, there's five of them left, but one of them is infected. So we yes. know that he can't come. Yeah. And he like sacrifices yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like there's a couple moments in this movie where Anna's, like, maybe not the best decision maker. Like, she seems so, like, tough girl. Yeah. Get, like, no nonsense. But then yeah. there's a couple scenes. One is where they know they have to kill Nicole's dad. Mm-hmm. And one is this one where the, I can't remember his name, but he's Michael. he's been bit and he yeah. can't come on the boat. And, like, I feel like she would have let him on the boat. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, it's like you may be making decisions out of the wrong place right now. Yes. Um. But I mean, I like that. That's like it shows like she's a flawed human yeah. being. Like it. Yeah. You know, she's a human. Yeah. yeah you have emotions. Yeah. But um. 
So the four of them get on the boat and they sail away. And so I thought the last scene was, so my note on it was just, what the fuck was that ending? <laughs> um, but that was before <laughs> the credits and you yes. actually see what happens. Yeah. So the, the ending is like literally them sailing off into the sunset. Yeah. And I'm like, it can't right? end like yeah. that. And yeah. It, didn't yeah so if you watch through the credits you see just these little clips of things going wrong on the boat and it's like actually that is what i had in my mind all along was like things are not going to go well when they get to this boat so when it ended with that sailing off into the sunset shot i was like no no like this is this there is no happily ever after here there is no way in this world now that you can find an like even if you find an island where there's no zombies you're not going to be able to find food or yeah, shit. Like, yeah. there, there is no happy ending to be had here. And I was comfortable with that through the whole movie. Like, yeah. there, there is not going to be a happy ending here. So then when it looked like, well, the four of them might get some kind of ending, I'm like, mm. So, yeah. So then we see these, just these little s- couple second shots yeah. of um, their food's gone moldy, their... Um, because I was even thinking that when they got to the boat, I'm like, you don't even you don't even really know where you're going. Do you have enough yeah. food on that boat to get you anywhere? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, the engine f- catches on fire and this happens and that happens yeah. or whatever. And then they get to the island and they're like, maybe we're maybe we're safe. Yeah. But it's like, but still, like, what are you going to do once you get on yeah, that island? Yeah, you're just exactly. going to live the four of you the rest of your lives on this island? Just like Gilligan Islanding it now. Yeah. Um, but no, the island is full of zombies. Yes, of course. So yeah. everybody dies. Yeah. Which I kind of feel like is as it should be. Like, yeah. Yeah, there was just... It would have seemed so disingenuous to have a happy ending on... Like, at the... If it were like, you know, some of the other zombie movies where it's like... The zombies are slower and it seems a little more localized and stuff. Like, there is a potential to see how you could get away yes this everything moved so fast like the from like at the beginning where there was like oh somebody got bit and it's weird they got really sick from this bite to like everybody is a zombie now there's no there's no coming back from that the whole world is yeah burning yeah it was Um, really interesting like i've seen this movie like a million times but it was really interesting watching it in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, yeah. Even though we're not, like, in, like, the thick of it anymore, I, I don't feel. But... I feel like we are. We just don't hear about well, it as much, so... Especially <laughs> Easier to be in denial. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, like, you can Oops. really see, like, how, like, how fast things spread. Like, before 2020, you might watch this movie and be, like, really? Like, people weren't just gonna, like, stay in their house and, like, stay away from the zombies? Like, how fast could this have possibly spread? And yeah. it's like, let me show you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This fast. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, overall, I have to tell you something that you're gonna, like... Don't be too proud of yourself here. <laughs> <laughs> but some of these movies I've started to really enjoy. Yes! Yes! In your face! <laughs> you like movies that's right usa usa i'm finding these ones that are like less scary but more gory mm-hmm. i'm starting to like have fun watching them. interesting i had fun watching this oh, i it's en- a fun movie i enjoyed this movie i would be interested 
I would voluntarily watch the original one just yeah. to, to compare, like, the slow zombies versus yeah, the fast yeah. zombies and stuff. And, like, just, I hadn't really thought about that until I was listening to some of your reviews and mm-hmm. them kind of comparing the two. Yeah. And I would be interested to uh, hear or to see good old George Ramos's... Uh, <laughs> I would like to apologize on behalf of this podcast to anyone listening to this who is a fan of George Romero, who we all know is king of the zombies, and should be respected as such. Listen. (laughs) He's George Ramos forever now. (laughs) George Ramos. Anyway. Like, I'd like to see if I pick up on more of, like, the commentary that they were talking yeah, about that they were yeah. had and stuff. The commentary that exists that George Romero would <laughs> insist until Ramos. his dying day did not exist. Oh, really? And it's like, in Night of the Living Dead, you had the hero as a black man in 1965 or mm. whenever it was. In the second one, you in the middle, in the, you know, in the height of consumerism, you sent them all to uh, a mall. Where they all lived, and you know, where you know, as a as not a commentary on, you know, consumerism and the shopping mall mm. in North America. Um, in the third one, you had them in an army base in the middle. You know, when the movie came out, it was the middle of the Cold War. Oh, but no, we're not making social commentary mm. here, George Ramos. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Right? If he's somebody. And if George Ramos is, like, a horrible person or something. <laughs> um, Dollar store George Romero. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, all that being said, yes, I had fun watching this. Mm. I would voluntarily watch the first one. Yeah. I gave it 8 out of 10 zombie I babies. I it. Yeah, it's it's really good. I really love it. I had, quite early in, in the movie, 8 stuck in my head where I'm like, I feel like I'm enjoying this in 8. Nice. And then when that Sailing into the Sunset ending happened i was like fuck that seven <laughs> and then the little tidbits you get after yeah. i'm like okay i'll give it a, it's, it's eight yeah. that that redeemed it yeah. yeah it's like it's an eight but they they flew off into the sunset so yeah it's only a seven. but yeah um yeah i also really like kind of connected with the scene closer to the beginning where they're showing like reporters and like news reports and stuff and there's like a guy from the cdc or whatever and they're like is it airborne and he's like sometimes is it this we don't know yeah is it this we don't don't know know. is it this we don't know yeah and it's like oh you know is someone from fucking QAnon watching this and so you're like see they made this up yeah 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 know how to answer questions so much for your science yeah it's like like, that you can't just figure out in 24 hours yeah Yeah, exactly yeah they keep changing what they want us to do and it's like yeah because as they learn more they know more Yeah. yeah exactly um yeah, so anyway, that's that's it for that. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that's I'm, our... I'm quite glad that you liked it. And yeah, we should definitely watch the original, but I think in order to do that, you need to watch Night of the Living Dead first. You need to watch it as a No, trilogy. no, I didn't sign up for that. Yes, you did. <laughs> you did, and it's happening, and we're doing it. I think I... Do I regret... No, it's, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested to see your, your I thoughts probably, on it. I probably would enjoy them all at yeah, this point. Yeah, for sure. So um, I want to watch Jason versus space or whatever. Jason, in space. Jason X, Jason goes to space. Jason yeah. Um, Flash freezes a chick's face and then smashes it on the counter. It's so good. It is so good. <laughs> I'm sure it's delightful. Yeah. So when I say I'm 
starting to enjoy these movies, let's be clear that the ones that I feel like I have enjoyed the most are the zombie ones. Excellent. Because like 28 Days Later was yeah. one of my top ones from the first year yeah. when we did our little year in review. And yeah, yeah I, th- I think uh, I think maybe, maybe I'm a zombie movie fan. Excellent. Well, next episode, things are going to get spooky. We're going to talk some haunted spooky ghosts. We're getting into spooky season. We are in spooky season. It is the Council of Spooky Bitches has spoken. Deanna's we are favorite season. We are straight in the middle of spooky season. Uh, so I am going to have you watch a childhood favorite of mine. <sighs> no pressure. No, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure, but I hope you love it. <laughs> Bed knobs and broomsticks. Okay. Which I feel like is also very appropriate because it's got Angela Lansbury in it. And oh. we stayed in the Lansbury Hotel. This is true. With pictures of Angela Lansbury this everywhere. This is true. This is true. And I am going to have you watch Sinister with our uh, perennial 90s boyfriend, Ethan Hawke. Ooh. Yeah. So there you go. All right. But on that note, you can uh, rate, review, and subscribe us on all your favorite pods. You can always give us a little a little five-star action on ye old Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. You can do that now on Spotify. But you can find us on Instagram at Love and Horror Podcast. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Deanne Teresa. I'm on Instagram at Calamity underscore Laura. Um, I will let you do the email so I can do the coffee. <laughs> you can email us at loveandhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to send us a couple of dollars, you could do that on our coffee page, ko-fi.com slash loveandhorrorpodcast. And until next time, remember, all is fair in, in love, love and, and horror. You can say shit. It's free and totally legal. Shit's happening, sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no,